history and the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. It's a good night to do a sports podcast because for the first time in a couple months, there are literally no sports on television tonight. Welcome into the Put Me and Coach podcast, everybody. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natale, Ian Foster, Gregory Porter. That is a foursome. Back at it. Um, Be sure to follow us across the board on your favorite platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, also on social media, at PMIC Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, I don't know what to do. We were so, so desperate uh, for sports for, what was it, en- mid-March through end of July, and then we seem to have something going on every single day for the last two and a half, three months, um, and then with the end of the World Series, uh, we got one day of nothing, and it's yeah. a good day to, I guess, kind of relax and, and do the podcast, but nothing to watch, so... Here, here the four of yep. us are back at it and uh, just kind of recapping the week that was in sports. Yeah, then we're going to have what MLB and NBA free agency at the same time. Jesus. Uh, that's going to be crazy. And a draft, NBA draft too. Um, so that I'm actually looking forward to that and just focusing solely on football. Yeah. Well, that's all we had to focus on for at least game-wise – for mm-hmm. a month or so, probably till, till December, uh, while we wait for the NBA and NHL to restart. It's so weird because we're here we are you know, three days away from Halloween. This is the time of year when there's already hockey, NBA is about to start, and we've got football, uh, both co- well into the college and professional football season. And you know, we just saw Maryland play their first game last week. There's only been a handful of weeks that college football has been playing. Obviously, we're heading into week eight of the NFL season. Uh, it is just kind of weird how the whole schedule has shifted, and now we're just kind of sitting here twiddling our thumbs, waiting, I guess, for the new year to get basketball and hockey back. <laughs> so, so, so bizarre. It really is, but we have a victory podcast. Hey! Something that we haven't had, uh, what, in five weeks? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, snapped a five-game losing streak. Uh, the football team had one of their most, you know, in our two wins, we have been damn impressive. And a uh, just a dismantling 25-3 to win against our hated rival, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, yeah, I, I people can say, kiss my ass! <laughs> it's, um, I mean, this is our recipe, right? Where we don't turn the ball over. And our defense just dominates. I mean, when I mean dominate, like the, the quarterback has no shot to throw anything because our defensive line is right in his face almost instantly. And uh, it is a lot of fun to watch when this defense is flying through the ball like that. It's kind of what I said after the Rams game, because I thought the Rams were a bad matchup for us, where our kryptonite is a team that has a good offensive line, that mm-hmm. runs the ball well, that can get the ball to their playmakers on the outside. The Dallas Cowboys have that last part. They have playmakers. They might have one of the best group of playmakers of any team in the NFL. 
But without Dak Prescott and with that horde offensive line, they're going nowhere. Nowhere. Where are you and, going? Um, nowhere. I, I we had them for 60 thing. minutes. 60 I, minutes I of playtime. <laughs> I have one request. Mike McCarthy, stay as long as you'd like. Please. And please stay as long as you like. Jason Garrett 2.0. Yeah. No, even better. Yeah. And I love him. Jerry Jones, He's great. keep hiring Jags as long as you live. <laughs> like, good heavens. They're just going to be like it. the epitome of mediocrity mm-hmm. for the next for however long he owns the team. Now we're we sh- we're no ones to brag. We're no b- better. No. Uh, but I love that the Cowboys are literally going nowhere. We're also not talking about Super Bowl every Bless single offseason. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, America's team. I'm so sure. Yeah, um, yeah. The wheels have fallen off, and you know what? If we're going down, they're coming down with us. Hell yeah! So uh, I'll take it, guys. What are you? What did you overall? think of the game uh what, what really stood out to you other than obviously uh what we just mentioned with that d line i thought kyle played well i mean it, it's mm-hmm. he's the stat line's not that eye popping 15 of 25 mm-hmm. 194 yards not even 200 yards um but he mm-hmm. didn't need to do anything spectacular you know it would have been nice to score closer to 30 points but this was what our second highest scoring game of the season mm-hmm. only our second time scoring more than 20 the other one being yep. the Eagles win. Um, you know, he – I hate to tell, say all he has to do is be a game manager, but, you know, if the defense plays like that and we can mm-hmm. run the ball like we did between Gibson and McKissick, all Kyle Allen has to do really is make a play here or there when he really needs to and not turn the ball over, and he did exactly that against mm-hmm. Dallas. He made a couple plays with his feet, extended plays, um, um, but he also did not force it anywhere and and, and turn the ball over and threw it away when he had to. Pick pick me real quick. Pick yeah, me. Go, pick go, me. Go, go Tom. Right. Here's here's a, here's a quick <laughs> thought. What? Tell me tell me I'm wrong. Kyle, Kyle Allen is the most athletic quarterback we've had since RG three. It's correct. You're probably correct. Yeah, I think it's, he's a good athlete. He's, he's, he's a really an athlete. good athlete. Yeah, he has an. It's a really interesting story. So he was the number one recruit out of high school. He he was actually ranked higher than Deshaun Watson. Goes to Texas A&M, beats out Kyler Murray, wins the starting job there. Kyler Murray transfers, obviously, then went to Heisman. Uh, Kyle Allen gets benched at Texas A&M, so he transfers, goes to Houston. And he gets benched there too, doesn't get drafted and, you know, picked up by the Panthers as an undrafted free agent. And now he's our starting quarterback for the immediate future. And all because the Panthers took a, mm-hmm. a risk on him just to be the, a practice squad player. And, yeah. you know, you know that, that happens sometimes. Sometimes you just need someone to take a chance on you and the chips fall your right way. You know, Cam Newton got hurt. He was thrust into the starting role and he succeeded early on. Um, I think the league caught up to him real quick, but he was a rookie back to his athleticism. You know, he's making play and, and now it's just becoming the more and more he plays. It's just becoming more and more clear why Ron Rivera and Scott Turner did what they did. Yes. Dwayne Haskins couldn't make a handful of those plays that no. he did last week. And, and I'm not saying they're, they're not even like Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson-esque, they are just mm-hmm. enough to extend the play just enough and get the ball out mm-hmm. of his hands or even just run for six yards and get down. Yeah. He's that, faster than 
than Dwayne. He's way more athletic. He doesn't have the arm strength, but he doesn't need it nope. in this offense. He's um, he's Colt McCoy in a Jay Gruden offense or Todd Collins. Todd Collins and Al Saunders' offense. He just is really familiar with it. He knows the, where to make the right plays. But that one play that stood out was, a, I think it was a third and nine, where he was able to like elude um, Demarcus Lawrence, one of the best pass rushers in football, and ran for a first down. And I was like, we haven't had a guy that athletic be able to do that. And argue three's been, that was eight years ago, crazy enough as it is. Yeah. Eight years ago. Um, Ian, what were your overall thoughts? What stood out for you? I didn't get to watch. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching, I felt as though even since the Rams game, mm-hmm. when he got knocked out by Jalen Ramsey, even before that, he he looked better than Dwayne has ever looked. And I'm yeah. a Dwayne guy. Yeah. Yep. He gives us more of an opportunity to win the ball game. I still think Dwayne should start all 16 games. Same here. But we're he now. Looked, he looks good. Yeah, he, I think it also helps that he is he, he's a year and a half ahead of Dwayne in terms of knowing this offense. You know, he yeah. knows this offense better than anybody, not just on this roster, but on the you know on the planet. This is the only offense. This is the only NFL offense he knows, um, right. and that obviously helps a lot. Um, I mean, and, and I know high school recruit rankings are are pointless really in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, if he was highly regarded above a player like Deshaun Watson. Like clearly there is, you know, untapped potential. So there's something you know, there. there. There's something there. And, you know, so in terms of like, where do we see Kyle Allen in the future? I, I think he is like a high end backup or like low end starter, which. Like you, for, like you said, Colt McCoy, he, he is a Colt McCoy. That's what he is. He's, he's not going to win you a lot of games, but he's not going to lose you a lot of games, more importantly. And Dwayne Haskins was losing us games, and that's yeah. probably the biggest difference is, yes, the offense moves, but he's not a liability. And Dwayne, was a, sadly, was a liability at the moment. What? It's, it's fucked up to say that Kyle Allen actually gives us the better opportunity to win yeah. each week. And, and we don't yeah. want that, but because the no. Cowboys and Eagles are so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean we'll we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but um, but it's just like you know, after this win and how they've looked, mm-hmm. I mean, guys, we are we are a two point conversion away from being in first place in the NFC East and three and zero in the yeah. division. Yeah, going wow. into the bye week, should should be three and zero. Should be three and zero. Yeah, and I mean this is this might be like too much of a going back and a what if. But what if Kyle Allen plays in that Browns game? We might beat the Browns. Probably would. Dwayne Haskins. He, he, he was, wouldn't have thrown three picks, that's for sure. Dwayne Haskins was the reason we lost that game. It wasn't the defense. Yeah. It wasn't special teams. It wasn't mm-hmm. receivers or the that offensive was line. Worst game of his career. By right. far. Yeah. Yep. So if Kyle Allen does what he just did, manage the game, not turn the ball over, we're, we're, we could be looking at a like four and, what is that, three team right now. Heading into the bye week, like and like two and a half games ahead in first place in the East. It's like that's a crazy thing about. It. Obviously, that's not the case. So, don't want to harp on it yeah. too much. But it is kind of just insane to think about. You know, see, this is where it gets really. The Dwayne thing wasn't an issue. Where would this yeah. team would be? Yeah, this is where it gets really interesting because one, the fact that we got Kyle Allen for just a fifth round pick. I mean, even if he's just a long term high end backup, that's a win for a mm-hmm. fifth round pick to begin with. Um, 
you know, I feel like we're kind of in a u- unique position because I don't think we're bad enough to be able to acquire the talents of a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields. Um, but we have so many substantial holes. That's not, that's something quarterback's not something we necessarily need to solve immediately. Um, so, I mean, there, there we can, you know, keep Kyle Allen as a bridge, so to speak, and, you know, draft our left tackle of the future or another wide receiver, something like that. I will say, though, it is kind of a tough pill to swallow if we know we're punting on Dwayne Haskins and we look back mm-hmm. at these past two quarterback classes and yep. we didn't get our guy, especially when we had the number two overall pick. Now, I'm happy with Chase Young. I'm, I'm going to love Chase Young. I'll get his T-shirt or jersey uh, or whatever. But is Justin Herbert going to be the one that got away? Justin Herbert, or you know, if they're not, you know, if like where what what conversation are we having if we finish fuck six and ten or seven and nine and win the division and then lose in the first round of the playoffs? We'll be like, well, what was all that for? Now there's is something to say about experience for these young guys who've never played in the playoffs, who've never been a part of a winning culture, who've never done anything like that. Yes, there's something to be said about that, but in the grand scheme of things, with this quarterback class that's coming out, I know college yeah. football season is in flux right now, but and then last year's, you know, you've got possibly six guys that are sure things, and you didn't get mm-hmm. one of them. And, and while you were rebuilding, we might be looking back and be like, "Damn!" But you know, what if in two years or something, someone falls in your lap, or you? I, I, I want a friend. I think everyone here wants a franchise, young franchise quarterback. That's what we thought we had in Dwayne. Obviously not the case anymore. I do not want to ride the veteran quarterback, as Danny Ruye puts it, carousel any longer. I, I, I'm i just mm-hmm. so done with that. Kyle Allen, yep. yes, be our Colt McCoy. Be the backup here for the next five years. Um, be the starter this year. I don't care. I want our franchise guy. I want who RG3 was supposed to be, who Kirk Cousins yep. was supposed to be for the next seven-plus years. Yep. And it's gonna and, and, and it pains me to say it, even if they do end up making the playoffs, which would be fun, which would be exciting, even a shitty NFC East. It's short sighted. It's very short sighted, and it would it would be a damn shame to look back in a year or two and be like, damn, we missed out on all six of those guys. Especially if you know, let's say four of them pan out, we'd be like, we could have had one of them. Yeah, it's a, they're kind of like in an interesting position, and you know, when I I think we were talking to Umo in our group chat about. You know, he says, win, go for the division. It's, it's again, as you mentioned, great experience for your younger players that can, you know, see what something like um, what that can do for their career. But I, I kind of equated to like winning this year's NFC East at seven and nine, six and 10, eight and eight, whatever is like being the, in the eighth Five. seed is yeah, being in the eighth seed in the NBA. Like, what is the point? Like, you're not going to win and that's okay. Like, and I just feel like, that line of thinking has been our rationale since like Bruce Allen. And, you know, we just have such a devoid of talent where we're not able to acquire those superstars, you know, in the middle mid rounds of everything. Um, I just, again, I'd rather be really bad than average, but. But then my guy, Terry McLaurin gives that post game speech yeah. and I'm jacked up and ready to yeah, run through like, a wall yeah, and, I'm, I'm <laughs> and like sort of a Super Bowl. <laughs> He's my guy. I call dibs. <laughs> okay. There it is. Bye, Ian. <laughs> He's Ian's guy. Um, but no, seriously, I mean, you see a guy like Terry being like, look, if we practice like this, we're going to win. It gives me chills watching that watching that video. That's all I he's want. Not, and then I'm like, all right, off. fuck it. Let's go for the division. Who cares? <laughs> like, Yeah. He, how, well, how does he not have the C on his chest? Because Dwayne has it. And he's... And he's okay, can, 
Can't Actually, he doesn't have it because because Dwayne doesn't dress anymore, so he doesn't have a C on his chest. <laughs> so that's just there's an, there's an open C. <laughs> Can we just rip it off and just kind of duct tape it to Terry? Oh, that'd be awkward. I like how <laughs> I like how he, he's open to being like I'm a quiet guy. I know I, I'm a young guy. I'm not a captain or anything, but like like and he says all his shit, and, and I'm like. Yes. Who, who is telling this person to be quiet? Speak more. Always speak mm-hmm. up, Terry. Yell, Terry. Yeah. Yell. Yep. Um, just whatever Jonathan Allen's doing, just follow him because that sounded very Jonathan Allen-esque to me. And even Jonathan Allen at the end of that video when they're coming up to the huddle, you can see he's like glowing with pride. He's like, yes. Yes, Terrence. Yes. You know, and that's a thing like it that's just so typical of us fans where – like we're trying to look at this from a bigger picture standpoint, especially because we've been so bad for so long. Like, please just, you know, clean slate, just get rid of everything. And then let's just finally rebuild like a normal franchise does, but we never have. Um, then at the same time, anytime you beat the Cowboys, I, I don't care. Like, like that means so much to me beating the crap out of that team because it's happened so few. Uh, like yeah. that game, this game was over from the start. And which, and um, we'll get into picks later too, but so, I was so sure that was going to happen too. So, so if if we go three and thirteen, mm-hmm. but two of those victories are against the Cowboys and one against the Eagles. Ooh. How how good is that? That'd right? be nice. I'd enjoy that. I think three and thirteen also puts you back in the top five pick. Exactly. Can, can, so you get a top five pick and you dominate. Mm-hmm. Both our, our hated yeah. rivals. Can we can we meet in the middle? Let's do like four and twelve and beat Philly twice. I feel yes. I feel better with that. The only thing about that, yeah, I'll take that too. But the only thing, but about then we that, lose to the Giants twice. Yeah, that's fine. They're they're like the lowest on the totem pole in, in terms of my hatred. I do hate them the least. They're just so bad. Like, how can you hate them? I mean, it's like none of those franchises hate us. We're just so terrible. Like, what threat do we pose? I, I know that always bothers me why like you get shit on for being a fan of this team. Like I, th- I would love us, love us if I'm an Eagles fan. I'm like, Oh, two easy wins every yeah, year. That's a Thank W. You. We're a bunch of Mike McCarthy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as far as the actual game that stood out, some other guys and I, I tweeted this guys, Cole this, Holcomb. this thank you. This defense looks a lot different with who Cole Holcomb. That dude can play. That dude can light the fuck up. He legit changed changed the, the entire landscape of that defense. Yes, yeah. he did. He was flying to the ball. I can't stop watching him bull rushing Zeke Elliott. Oh my god! Over and still, I've sacking. watched that video ten thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> I love it so much. A lot. Got an interception. I mean, he he's just yeah. That uh, was an athletic uh, interception too. That was not easy. And we've lacked a, a line, an athletic linebacker that can go sideline to sideline. Cole Holcomb can do that. Um, he's tough. Yep, I like him a lot. Um, he is, and I think he's a starter for years to come. Five um, tackles, four solo, a sack, a tackle for loss, a pass deflected, a QB, two QB hits, and the interception. And have interception. have yourself a day, Cole. Yeah, first game back, game ball, basically. Second and game first back. of all, the, the biggest play is just him lighting up Zeke. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, not only does he do that and inject that into my veins, he lights up Zeke Every and fucking day. he lights up Zeke and then launches himself to bring down Andy Dalton in one motion. How did he do that? I don't know. Also, how was he? What a, a fifth round pick? 
Yeah. How did he didn't get an invite to the combine? Who's not watch? Who's watching this tape and not thinking that this guy yeah. can play? He legit House. blew up one of the best running backs in the league, and in the same motion tackled the quarterback. Yeah. Um, that was really impressive, and you know, a guy that we've actually talked about, and maybe he's like a tight end version of Kyle Allen, but you know, there is the role for Logan Thomas in this team. Uh, I think he's a high end tight end too. He's not going to be a world beater, but I mean, I think the Scott Turner and this coaching staff has done a really good job of utilizing his athleticism and his size. He's a big dude, uh, and he's still learning how to play the position. Uh, this is for the amount that we spent on him. Uh, you know, this is a win, and I, I think he would be a great complement to um, you know a higher end tight end at some point. Yeah, definitely. You need two. You need two or three of them on your roster. And I was, Especially in this offense. Yeah, and I was definitely skeptical of him when they brought in Logan Thomas because I was like, this guy was a quarterback, and then he was a receiver, and now he's a teller. Who is this guy? He, I, I was for sure certain he was going to be another Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, you're right. He has fit in well. I think they're, Scott Turner's using him in the right spots. He's not always lined up as a tight end. Sometimes he lines up as a receiver. Uh, you know, they're kind of – using him in a Jordan Reed-esque fashion, and that fits his skill set. You know, he gets that like on his touchdown. He gets a matchup with a linebacker. He's too athletic. They can't cover him, and he's probably bigger than most slot receiver or slot DBs that will cover him too. So it, it's it's a combination he's, of he's, he's playing really dude. well. Yeah, it's a combination of him playing really well and the staff and the offense. Credit Scott Turner putting him in the right position. Yeah, he leads the team. He's, in, he's uh, got hands too. He does have hands. He uh, leads the team in touchdowns, touchdown receptions. That is, I picked him up in two leagues. Because mm-hmm. especially with Kyle Allen, like he looks good with Kyle Allen. He does. They have a nice, nice rapport. That touchdown he had against New York the week before was was really impressive. I mean, again, there's yeah, there's a role for him. Um, this offense loves tight ends. I mean, look at the damage Greg Olson did for years under Ron Rivera. Um, I mean, you you need more than one. Um, more than two most often. So, you know, I, I, again, I am warming up to Logan Thomas for sure. Um, three, I'd like to make a public apology. I spoke very poorly of you last year, Morgan Moses. I'd like to currently take that back. You have been really good this season. Um, a good guy in the locker room. He's a captain. Um, and he's been absolutely fantastic this year so far. Yeah, but you don't have to issue an apology. He was a dickhead for – and he fucked – he fucked up. How, how many – a lot. <laughs> How many penalties did he have over a two-year span? It was a lot. Yeah. You don't need to issue an apology. He's okay. he's right of the ship. That's what happened. Fair. Yeah, he's playing better. And I'm, I love him. And, he, and he's boosting Terry McLaurin, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And wouldn't Absolutely. you say that, I mean, the Dallas defense is literally the worst in the league, but if they were ha- to have a strength, it'd probably be their front four. Absolutely. And our offensive, I mean, again, this doesn't, doesn't really mean anything because they're still bad. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's, their front four is literally the worst in the league. I know they're past the defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, line is the worst in the league. Yeah. Well, they just traded Danelle Hunter and they, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is still really, really good. But uh, either way, I mean, th- yeah, the offensive line. That's another thing too. Like we said with Kyle Allen, as long as they don't, as long as he doesn't botch the game, if if the offensive line can just 
be adequate. Give him mm-hmm. time. Obviously, they're really good at run blocking and, and make holes for Gibson and McKissick. That's how this offense is going to keep churning. You know, if Kyle Allen has literally zero time, like we saw in New York, uh, L- L.A., a lie, um, a lie. You know, th- it's it's going to all crumble underneath him, and he's not going to have a chance. Um, so, if the offensive line can stay adequate or a little bit above average, like they did against Dallas. Like we saw against Philly, Philly's offensive line is the defensive line is really good, and they for yeah. the most part did pretty well. They can play more like that. Actually, I thought they didn't play, but man, Baltimore kind of yeah. up. But if they can play more I, like I, that, that gives this offense a chance yeah. too. Hey, um, a combination of Brandon Sheriff and Wes Schweitzer as another as your left guard, he has been really impressive too. Um, yeah. This offensive line, which you know might have been our primary concern going into the season, really doesn't appear to be the case moving forward. Uh, really, with the exception of left tackle. Um, but, you know, that's something that you know could very well be our first-round pick um, come this spring. Um, as far as duds, there's just really one guy I want to talk about, and it's not necessarily his play, but what happened, and that's John Bostic. Um, he was ejected for his hit on Andy Dalton. It was clearly really bad, um, especially when you slowed it down. Um, that's kind of like rule number one, don't lead with the head, especially when the quarterback is giving up on the play. Um what were you guys' thoughts about that? What did it warrant a ejection, suspension, fine, et cetera, et cetera? He should have been ejected. Yes. I agree with that. 100%. Dalton, he, he took his time to go, to go down. Mm-hmm. Took his time to slide. So do I think he should have been suspended? No. Ejected? 100% get out of there. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a bad, dirty hit. Sure. Especially the fact that he had to go out of the game. And now who knows when he's going to play again. Mm-hmm. But suspension? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, I was trying to – Bobby Porter, what do you guys' thoughts on that? Completely agree. Sure. You know, I'm – I'm I'm trying to humanize with it. Trying to, trying to understand – because John Bostic's a good dude. He's very, very well respected in the locker room. He's the kind of guy that you want the rookies to follow, and he leads by example. You know, and I was thinking about this because he is a journeyman. He doesn't need does not on long term contract. He's been on a number of teams throughout his career thus far. And it's a split second reactionary play where I, I, I have to imagine he didn't intend to knock Andy Dalton out of the game. Um, but there are two professional athletes going really freaking fast. And, you know, if I am a journeyman jag like him, like, hey, like if I mess up, I could get cut tomorrow. Mm. Like I, I don't have a long-term contract. I'm not a pro bowler. I haven't been a part of this organization for a while. Like if I don't do my job, then I, I could, I could lose it. And so, I mean, if his line of thinking is I got to go hundred percent at all times, like I have, I have to imagine that's something that Robert Henderson would say to us. Like, yeah. I think that, I think that definitely has something to play with it. I think it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're trying to do the best that you can. And especially like on defense, I never played football, but in hockey and lacrosse, like I actively, if I saw an opening to hit someone and like, I had an ability, like you make that decision before it ends up happening. And sometimes like in hockey, especially like you can have someone turn their back and you end up hitting them in the back when you're really not intending to trying to hit them in the numbers. His was, I think he made the commitment to hit, Mm-hmm. and then was going down and then kind of, I mean, he, he tucked in. It's kind of hard to do. Like, you can Monday night quarterback that slow-mo 
of his ability to do that. Whether or not he intended to, I don't think any of us would be able to know. He said that, you know, he apologized, I believe, um, mm-hmm. about it. But it's – I. I, I remember. I mean, I, I broke a kid's ribs once in uh, uh, lacrosse. I've I've nailed more than I needed to, like putting the power on someone on like a board check, or you know, I've hit someone over their bench before. Like that was defense, a part of your game. You're a physical. You look for the big hit. Like you, as a defenseman, you want to demoralize the offense by hitting the absolute ever living shit out of them. Now that's a high school student who's playing a violent sport. You know, in puberty, like that's you know a different aspect than professional football by a, a, a lot. But um, I could see where that enthusiasm mm-hmm. comes from to want to hit hard. Sure. But it was just – the slow-mo was just like a fucking yeah. like train wreck. You couldn't – And, again, it's from. also a split second. So, like yeah, – It's I, so I, quick. Not, not to sound like an apologist for John Bostic because, again, it warranted an ejection. It warranted a suspension. I mean, a, a fine, that is. Uh, but I, I also, like, I have to imagine, like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like he, he is yeah. not a dirty player. He's not a Vontae's perfect. This is not a, you know, he's not a repeat offender of this, at least from his head is down while it's happening. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes. Ejection, all of mm-hmm. the above. It was a, it was yep. a bad hit. Yep. But was it intentional? No, I don't think yep. it was intentional by any standards. Yeah. That's not like the gator role, like that Cowboys D lineman had on uh, Chris Carson a few weeks ago. Like something like that, that's intentional. Yeah. Um, is, uh, it, is it worth touching on how, why no Cowboys players came to Andy Dalton's defense? Yes, absolutely. That that's, was uh, odd, right? Like, incredibly. Like, I, I mean, if I. Nobody attended I run off, day. If I. <laughs> Nice. If I were an offensive lineman, I, I'm I'm swinging. That's I, your job. Like that's yeah. half the job is. No, that's not. That is your job. Protect your quarterback. Your quarterback gets hit in the head like that after giving himself up. You should be getting some. Trent Williams would have murdered a person. Oh, he would have murdered if that was if that was Kirk. Gonna get murdered. Murdered. For sure. Um, last guy on defense. I want to mention. We can then go into pick him. Uh, Landon Collins looks like he tore his Achilles. Uh, we know that he was having a really tough season. He was not fitting in well with this Jack Del Rio defense, nor has he been, um, you know, equaling his incredibly high contract. But, you know, anytime someone has a significant injury such as that, you know, you can't do nothing but sympathize. Um, but was there really a big difference with him on the field versus without? I mean, I, I didn't really see a big one. I, I think it was just a shame because I think he was having by far his best game as a Redskin or damn it jar. It looked like as he a was football on his way. teamer. Yeah. Uh, he was he was the strip sack fumble for the safety. Um, yeah. he, they to me and I I was trying to intentionally watch him more this time instead of being enamored by Chase Young. Mm-hmm. To me, they played him more at the line of scrimmage and were just not even going to have the fact that he was just going to go. And he blitzed mm-hmm. a bunch, and that's what I like to see. And you know, it is just a shame that his injury came in what I thought was easily his best. I guess it was only a half, but his best mm-hmm. performance uh, in Washington to date, for sure. Um, and now and, we're not going to see him now, build upon that. And now with the now with the torn Achilles, he has officially reached another Redskins liability contract or football team. Yeah, and that's not an easy thing to come back with, especially midway through the season. You know, who knows if he'll actually be ready by sure. next training camp. Um, 
Yeah. Cam Curl, come on uh, down. I, I like Cam Curl. I was shocked that um, uh, what's his name, Reed. Reed. Um, what's his first? Uh, Eric, Eric, Eric Reed. Not, did not accept um, a contract. It seems like that's kind of been protocol thus far when you're signing this veteran, put him on the practice squad for a week, let him get used to, you know, his surroundings and then elevate him. Um, I, especially for, you know, Ron Rivera spoke glowing, he glowingly of Eric Reed. Um, I'm surprised he's not here. Uh, he should be. It's also our bye week. Like, it's yeah, not it's like perfect time. you would be on the practice squad for a game. I would yeah. think if they were able to if, sign him, what was it if Tuesday? If Bryant will sign a fucking practice squad yeah. to the Ravens. Alfred Morris they, is on the practice squad. So many, all these veterans are signing to the practice squad because that's how now this is. Which sign I think the is practice great. Squad. It, you, you will be on the practice squad for what? A week or two? Four days, five days. Yeah. He wouldn't have missed a game. I would yeah. think that in me, you know, he's a former Pro Bowler. Ron Rivera knows him well. Thomas Davis knows him well. You would think if he would were to have come in on Monday or Tuesday during the bye week, he would have been starting in two Sundays against the Giants. I, I would have to Probably. assume, if not starting, then getting playing time. He would have been either way. He would have been activated to the mm-hmm. the roster, the fifty six man or fifty three man, yeah. and would have gotten. You know, paid. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what he's waiting for. If you're trying to get back in the league, I mean, yeah. here's your shot. I mean, if if no one's calling right now, are you waiting for another injury? I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, but you know, it's your prerogative. Do do you, man? Not to mention like all of the advocacy and outreach he does. Um, you know, with as far as like the Black Lives Matter. That's movement a huge and, point too. And, and I mean, I thought like, oh, I get to come to the nation's capital where I could, you know, provide my thoughts, opinions, ideals in front of, you know, the federal government. I thought that would be a like a Sean Doolittle type of situation again. Um, well, Tom, I'll take the op well not the opposite, but another route with that is that because that he's been so vocal backing up Kaepernick, who knows if another team will take a chance on him. Teams mm-hmm. we know this for a fact that teams are avoiding guys who are speaking up like that. Kaepernick yeah. hasn't been in the league in how many years now? Yep. So why would you risk I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a calculated thing by on his part. Maybe it is. Maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. And who who am I? I'm I'm a bum literally lying on my couch with a football in my hand and baby well, shark on my feet. Financially benefits the NFL. They got it all over the jerseys, all over the commercials, all over everything. Yeah, it's, but my point is, you know, mm-hmm. putting asterisks on all those commercials, like you know, I, I think it's we crazy. The the NFL and teams have a a net we now long history of avoiding players who speak out like that, like yeah. Kaepernick. And if Eric Reed is one of them, why wouldn't you bite at the first team calling? You don't know if another team's going to call. What other team but, might... But they have been offered. Both of them have been offered. Especially Eric Reed. Yeah. Who, do, who offered, offered Ka- multiple times. Who offered Kaepernick? Uh, the Broncos. The Broncos did. I thought Kaepernick has zero offers. Yeah, I thought the XFL made offers and he didn't accept that. He did a workout that he canceled. The Broncos offered, John Elway offered him something and he turned it down. Let's see. To the Googles. Away! Uh, This was back in 26. When did he take a knee? Yeah, they, they... Okay, according to 2018 is when this happened. But uh, seven million dollar base salary. Yeah, all right. Either way, 
My point is, is that guys who are vocal teams, we know have a tendency. We have a track record of them kind of avoiding. So it, once the team starts calling and with the idea that you probably would start sooner rather than later, why wouldn't you take that? But again, it's his prerogative. Do you, man? Sure. Steve, get another yes. call. Guys, I'm just, as we put a, put a bow on this, as we enter our bye week, I was just looking at the stats, the difference between Haskins and Kyle Allen. Now, Dwayne Haskins has actually thrown it 66 more times than Kyle Allen so far. But Kyle Allen's completion percentage is higher. His yards per attempt is higher. His touchdowns are the same. Interceptions less. He's been sacked um, twice as almost half the amount. Uh, And his quarterback rating is 99 in comparison to Dwayne's 80. Uh, He is categorically better. even like even on the back of this football card, <laughs> he ain't it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, who would have thought? Hate to say I was right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, who would have thought? After, you were correct. After week one throbbing of the well, Eagles, Tom still ended up correct. Although I would have loved to see him play all sixteen to see if we same is not it. Yeah, I I would still rather do that for sure. I really would. Um, lastly, uh, Antonio Gibson is legitimate. Uh, he had twenty carries on Sunday, which uh, he only had 33 in college. I mean, he's still learning this position. He is a playmaker. Um, I really like what, you know, Scott Turner's kind of been yin and yang. Like when we've been moving the ball well, he's, I really like some of his uh, play calls, some of his inventiveness. Like there were a number of situations in which J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson were on the field at the same time. That's fantastic. Our receivers, other than McLaurin, suck. So, you know, put guys that are good on the field at the same time, please. Get, um, get creative. Find creative ways to get mm-hmm. guys who are playmakers the ball. Antonio Gibson and McKissick yep. and Terry are our playmakers. I've said this, what, the past – said in the Giants game, and I think I said it in the second half of the Rams game. Those are the only three guys who should be touching the mm-hmm. ball late in the game, in close please. games. The Cowboys game was a blowout, uh, but in yep. close games, those are the only guys. I don't care – if the defense knows it's coming, figure it out. Yeah. Get them in space and get them the ball because those yeah. those guys are the truth and those guys are the only guys who are going to get us yards and points at this point. Yeah. McKissick's a weapon as far as, especially on third down situational football. He's he's really good. I mean, because especially him as a pass catcher, linebackers can't keep up with him. Mm-hmm. And that's most most often who he's going to be lined up against. And then so if a linebacker's not covering, that means a corner or a safety's covering, which is going to open it up for Terry McLaurin. So it's a you know, it's advantage football team. Yep. McKissick already has twenty five receptions this season. I think his career high is like thirty or something. So he's gonna get well past that. Very much. And Antonio Gibson is probably he's got nineteen. He'll probably finish with around fifty. Um yeah, I mean, they need to get touches, not just handing the ball off, but in space, on screens, on checkdowns, um, and make a guy miss and and break something open. Give me Antonio Gibson in open field all day, please, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, I would want to continue to get more creative with them. Use them in reverses, end arounds, put them out and put them out wide. Just he is a playmaker. Put the ball in his hands. Let him do the rest with his feet. Um, so. Scott Turner is very young, Kyle esque. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, he he tries to get too too cute. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like it when it works. It works. 
But yeah. when it doesn't work, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me with uh, really good at play action. Receivers get open if they have time. Yeah. And, um, you know, running backs will be good in this offense if they can, you know, run run his offense properly. Uh, you know, he's such a – Antonio Gibson, so he's really fun to play with on Madden, by the way. Um, you know, I feel like his ascension is going to continue to climb. So, you know, I want him getting a ball 20-plus times a game. If not even more. Yeah. All right. You guys ready for pick'em results? Yep. Give it to me. Okay. First place. Tom. Damn. Thirteen. Ooh. All right. That's good I for the one, damn. Good for the boys. I got. I got one wrong. Washington. Um, which was actually yeah. I picked the Cowboys to win. Um, of course. Second you place. Did. Yep. Second place. Uh, Ian, 12. Boo. Second place, Austin, 2B. Cookie, 12 as well. And also happy anniversary to him and Ann. Yes. Today. Um, Third place, 3A, Porter with 11. 8. 3B, Umo with 11. Fourth place, Emily with 10. And then there is a tie. Oh, I'm sorry, Bobby, you also have 10. There we go. My apologies. And then there is a tie for last place. Bobby, look at our girls, Daniela, Healy, nine each. It's a good week for the boys. <laughs> Daniela, Daniela picked the Giants, who had like a 99% chance of winning. She picked the Falcons that had a 99% chance of winning. <laughs> and the Seahawks, who also had like a 99% <laughs> chance of winning. How, how mad was she? Yeah. She's not too not too happy right now. I was um, up. I was so, up one on Meg. Megan was. So, we were watching Red Zone after the Reds. Oh, damn it! Watching a football team game, uh, jar on Sunday, and Megan was like getting so mad because she was like, "I'm gonna have a bad week. I'm gonna have a bad week," and she just got so pissed. <laughs> and then going into the Sunday night game, she was up by. I we counted them up. She was up by one on me. She had she had Seattle. I picked the Cardinals. And Monday night. Um, I picked the Rams and she yep. picked the Bears, and so I jumped her in just yep. the last two games of the week. And I was like, "Bam!" Both her and Healy picked. I mean, uh, Daniela picked the Bears, and so uh, it's like the Bears don't even care. They're really upset with them. Yep. with them right now. Um, here are the cumulative standings. Uh, first place, Tom, seventy-five. Second place, Ian, seventy-three. Third place, Bobby, seventy-two. All right. Fourth place, Daniela, 71. That's fourth. Fifth place, Porter, 69. Hey. Nice. (laughs) Sixth place, Umo, 68. Seventh, Cookie with 64. And Emily has 41, but again, she started much later than us. So. Those are our pick'em results. I do want to go around the league, talk about three topics. Guys, there's only one undefeated team left in the NFL, and that is the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers. Are you buying or selling? Are they this good? Or are they just have been in a fortunate schedule? What, what do you guys think? Buying. Oh, oh they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're buying. real good. Yeah. Ben they is- went eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Yeah. Like, they are real good. They've got yes, they Chase, are. Which, which Chase Claypool. Claypool. 
kick your play. They, uh, the Steelers are so unbelievably, unbelievably good at drafting wide receivers. Yes. No matter where that is, first, second, you know, all the way up to seventh round, they find these guys Chase, every time. Chase Claypool is from so. fucking Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. A, but, no, buying so Steelers. I mean, they've got the weapons. They've got a healthy big band, and that defense right now is probably the best in football. They've got a huge – I mean, even if they lose to the Ravens yeah. this week – they're still for the truth and the contenders. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. I think right now yeah. the AFC is theirs and the chiefs to lose. Like that could be, they could be on a collision course for the AFC championship game, depending how this week turns out, of course. Yeah. But, well, one, they, they've made a lot of smart decisions. One was um, trading a first round pick for Mika, Fit, Mika Fitzpatrick from Miami. He made their defense, you know, the Steelers of old, um, James Conner is still really impressive. And again, all of these weapons that Big Ben has, uh, it's just, it's really impressive. And, you know, I, I and gen- generally speaking, I think the NFL is better when the Steelers are better. They are, a, you know, a nas- they have a national fan base. They're historic. You know, it's, I like seeing them and the Ravens play each other. His mouth. He, he, he'd agree with me, though, I feel like. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure he would be very diplomatic about it. Um, my next question, guys. Hold on, wait, real quick before we finish the Steelers, you mentioned their easy schedule. So they're six and zero. Wins over the Giants, Broncos, Texans aren't who we thought they were. Eagles aren't who we thought they were. Crushed the Browns. Had a really impressive win, holding off the Titans. Yeah. Um, they play the Ravens this week, but then yeah. their remaining schedule is Cowboys, Bengals, Jaguars. Those should be Ooh. three easy wins. Then Ravens again on Thanksgiving. Then us at home. Then at oh, the Bills. Dear. And then they finish with Bengals, Colts, Browns. Like there are two Ravens games, and then, um, and then the Bills, us, yeah, and us, and then the Bills and maybe the Colts are the only games left on the schedule that could really give them any kind of trouble. So they could, I mean, depending on how the AFC West shapes up, they could be the number one seed in the AFC if they could if Kansas City drops a couple of games too, because their schedule, aside from the Ravens. Uh, a, a road game against the Bills and a home game against the Colts. Their schedule is fairly easy. Yep. Yep. Um, absolutely. And then my next question was how good the NFC West is. I'm looking at this right now. The Seahawks are five and one. The Cardinals and Rams are five and two. And the 49ers look really good over the past couple of weeks at four and three, despite just a litany of injuries. Um, all of their point differentials are really, really high. Uh, the Seahawks at 31, the Cardinals 57, Rams 52, 49ers 45. I mean, very rarely have you ever seen – I've never seen a division in which all four teams have put their chips in and they are championship contender worthy. And that's what we're seeing in the NFC West. Uh, thank God now that the playoff format is seven teams per conference, but, um, but that is a log jam. I, I don't know what's going to happen. What do you guys think? I think the MVP comes out of that conference too, or that division also, right? Yeah. Whether it be Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is putting his hat in that ring. Yeah, he is. He's a magician. He's, uh, he's he is really fun to watch. He's unbelievable. It's very impressive. Yeah. And I'm rooting for their Cardinals. That entire division is above 500. They're the only division yeah. remotely close to having any, mm-hmm. all five, all four over 500. Everyone else has well at least one team, if not multiple, well below 
All four can of them we, are above, which is crazy. I know we're I know we're playing the NFC West this year, but can we just have like a play in game if we get to the playoffs and we just play their last place finisher and just get our ass kicked then? As well, opposed to if, the wild card round? If because we would. Okay, but correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not entirely well versed on how this year's playoff or the seven team works out, but we can all agree that the only way we get in is by winning shitty NFC East. Yes. And if you win a division, don't you host a home game? Yes. So we would we would get, you know, the Cardinals or Rams again at home, though, which is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we can pull off a beast mode a la, what was that, 20, 2011? Yeah. 20. Yeah, so 2010, 20, 2009, whatever it was, you know, when the 7-9 and nine Rams beat, like, the 12-win uh, Saints. No, no, sorry, yep. Seahawks beat the 12-win Saints. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, – they are – all four teams are a lot of fun to watch. I feel like the Rams have kind of regained that momentum they had from their Super Bowl run two years ago. That defense uh, is legit, too. Yeah, the Cardinals are obviously surging. The 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan just continues to find a way to adapt, and uh, they – they look like the 49ers from last year, at least over the past couple of weeks, um, which actually leads me into my last question is the 49ers absolutely dominated the New England Patriots. Guys, what is going on in New England? Because this team just does not – I mean, even without Tom Brady, they – what are they, two and four with a minus 28-point differential. Um, I just feel like they are severely lacking in the talent department, especially on offense. But what, what- – what would their record be with Tom Brady right now? You know, probably not two and four. Probably not. I, mean, I would give him maybe three. I would probably three, give him an extra at win. Most at most. Yep. Like they were lacking in the talent department for the last couple of years, and that's mm-hmm. why Tom left. Yep, he made the right decision. He did, but I still say Belichick is the better of the two. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's got to fall on Cam's shoulders, right? The offense just hasn't been good enough. Their defense yeah. still seems pretty solid. They're in the lower half yeah. of the league in points allowed, with only 143 total, and they're in the well. They're second to they are second to last in the NFL, only to the Jets in points scored this season. Total yeah. points scored 115. The Jets have scored 85. Oh, and the they, Jets might might go winless. Yeah, they are the thirty-first team in in total scoring this season total offense. So that right there tells me that's I mean some they got to figure out an offense because Belichick's defense is still holding its own. It's just the offense isn't scoring. Who's that college douchebag that said he wasn't going to go in the draft with uh, Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Not a douchebag. We want him, Gregory. Yeah, sunshine. Hard. He can still be a douchebag and be good at football. Oh, he's definitely a douchebag. <laughs> there are Amazing. plenty of douchebags in football that are really good at football. Dick coming, we'll cover your like ears. 90%. I always, I've been messing with Dick for a couple of years. I'm like, hey, we're going to ruin Trevor Lawrence's career. Don't worry. And he's like, Tom. I was like, I'm telling you. I'm like, he's gonna, we're gonna draft him, and we're gonna ruin his I career. I want Tiger's blood. <laughs> I want to taste Tiger's blood. Yeah, you know it's your Tiger's. I, I destroyed. I <laughs> Dick, get back yeah, on the was, pod. That was pathetic. Um, yeah, as far as Cam Newton is concerned, he has not looked good, I know, but there's just there's not a lot of work with. There's not a wide receiver that can get open. There's not a tight end that can get open. I don't know which running back they can use, but um, it is uh, 
it's it's pretty hard to watch. Is it still yeah. Josh McDaniels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think we all had kind of, I mean, actually, I think, I don't know. I can't remember how I felt about Cam going to New England in the first place. I thought it was an upgrade. But an injured, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I don't watch enough Pats games. I mean, I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about the fucking Pats uh, enough to watch a single game of theirs unless they're playing our team, but... Um, yeah, I couldn't tell. My guess is that Cam is just not meshing with that style of offense. Because as far as uh, I, from what I can tell, they're using him as a goal line running back, and that's about it. Yeah, it does not look good. He looks like he has that same shoulder injury where yeah. he's just not accurate. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So we are on to pick him. Mm-hmm. Hey, also, and it's as sorry, good. And as we've done, we go on the order is based off of who finished first. So then it goes myself, Ian, Porter, Bobby. Myself, Ian, Porter, Bobby. Perfect. Okay. Bobby, did you want to say something? Sorry. I oh, it's just, it's the Washington football team bye week. So it's the best week of the season. So it is the best week. Red zone all day. On- <laughs> all day. Oh, I can't get that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I should go back to the previous spreadsheets and see what, how you did in the week that the Redskins didn't play. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Amazing. A little nugget. <laughs> all right. So um, Thursday night, first game, uh, Falcons travel to Carolina and the Panthers are favored by two and a half. I mean, the Falcons continue to amaze (laughs) us in finding ways to lose in such epic fashions. I, I want to pick the Falcons because at some point they got to do something right. Right. And I, God damn it. Yeah. Let's go Falcons. He's thinking. Teddy's got it. Going Panthers. Okay. All right. Porter. Panthers. I think they're going to do – the Falcons are going to do what they usually do, which is put up great numbers because they have no defense to speak of, but Matt Ryan can throw the ball and he's had multiple weapons, but – I think the Panthers come out on it. It's it's at home for the Panthers, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Not so fast, my friend. Tom, <laughs> your optimism is adorable. I have Matt Ryan as one of my QBs in our fantasy league, and he has sucked for me all season long. Um, he barely puts up 19 points a game, except for the one week that I fucking benched him. I am giving up on the Panthers. I mean, excuse me, the Falcons, and I am picking the Panthers this week. Panthers, and okay. they cover big. Okay. All right. So, Bobby, yes. what I thought would be an excellent game now, maybe not as much. Uh, the two and four New England Patriots traveled to Buffalo to play the five and two Bills. The Bills are favored by only three and a half. Bills Nation, baby. They cover. Josh Allen's got to get back to normal, right? Porter, what you got, bud? Bills. Ian? Bills Mafia. 
Let's go. I'm not Josh sure. Josh sucked ass for the last two weeks. His, his bounce back game, even to go against a defense that we just said. So I a couple things. I'm going to go Buffalo as well, but this would be Bill Belichick's fourth straight loss, oh, God. which I find really hard to believe. And that is a because remember the home team gets three points. So essentially, this is a game in which the Bills are favored by half a point. That is very suspicious for a first-place team and a team that's lost four straight. Vegas knows something. That said, I'm being a a cotton-headed ninny muggins. I'm going to go Bills as well. Maybe, maybe Maybe New England covers. All right. Next game, Titans, 5-1 and one Titans travel to the 1-5-1 and one Cincinnati Bengals. Titans are favored by 5.5. I am going Titans. Like Joe, Bur- like Joe Burrow, though. He's killing it, but Vrabel, he's going to take it. Titans for me. Bobby? Titans all the way. Did I talk anyone into picking New England? Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> I was right there. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to put money on New England. I think so too. Um, all right, Bobby, your Las Vegas Raiders yeah. three and three travel to Cleveland five and two Browns. The Browns are favored by two and a half. Just double checking. Um, I think I'm pretty sure the Raiders get everybody back from their COVID scare last week. They need a big bounce back game. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. Just win, baby. We know. Raiders. (laughs) Raiders are going to do it. Against who? Browns. Brownies. Two and a half ain't shit. All right, um, I'm going Raiders too. They've been really close. They've had some tough losses recently, and the Browns have had a little bit of fortune, and they um, have just squeaked by inferior teams like the Bengals. Um, therefore, I'm going Raiders as well. All right, the four and two Indianapolis Colts travel to three and three Detroit to play the Lions. The Colts are favored by three. Um, let's see. I believe the Lions have won two straight. They have um, the Colts coming off of their bye. That considered, uh, despite Detroit looking like they are on the upswing, I think Indianapolis is just flat out the better team. So I'm going Colts. Yep. Philip. Colts. Order. Okay. Got it. Yeah, you're forgetting one secret ingredient. The Lions have Matt Patricia. True. So the Colts. So Colts. <laughs> Colts all day. <laughs> um, speaking of the Lions, I'm a big fan of um, Mark Bullock from The Athletic. His breakdowns of Washington and all their players and schemes are fantastic. Um, Stafford is coming up on the end of his contract, and he said if the Redskins can't get a draft pick, they could extend the free agent market or trades, and Matt Stafford would be a really good fit in this offense. I was like, oh, oh, he could still sling it. Oh. I love Matt Stafford. Oh, 
It just sucks that he's been stuck in Detroit for his whole entire career. Yep. Yep. All right. We would do the same thing that Detroit has done. Yep. All right. Bobby, the one in five Minnesota Vikings traveled to Green Bay to play the five and one Packers. The Packers are favored by six and a half. The wheels have fallen off in Minnesota. Yeah. Of course, we get this game instead of the Las Vegas Cleveland game on Fox on. On uh, Sunday, but whatever. Piece of shit. Just have to watch Red Zone all day. Ah, uh, Pack. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Packers. Send it. GB for GP. My favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Next game. Oh my lord. Um, the <laughs> O and seven New York Jets <laughs> traveled to Kansas City. Take the flyer in. Take the flyer. So the Jets are the the Do Chiefs it. are favored Do by it. nineteen and a half points. Do it! Oh my! Nineteen and a half. Nineteen <laughs> and a half. Good God! Do I get a point if I take the points? <laughs> you, I feel like you should, but I'm doing that. <laughs> Jets plus nineteen. If and a half. the Jets fucking win, on oh my God! Plus nineteen be... and a half. Adam Gates is not calling the plays anymore. Let's fucking go. Is he still in the building? So the He's Jets. The okay, then there's no really chance. Good. So the Jets it's... have to win and cover the points. What? Wait, what? No, 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 no. Just cover yeah, the. No, no, no. Oh, I was about to say. I was like, wait. They what? have to lose by less than eight by twenty or nineteen by nineteen, I guess. They could lose by nineteen. Nineteen or less. Well, no. Well. Okay. That's so you, you said, so, Greg. Okay, okay, okay. I'm. I'm mis- sorry. I misunderstood. So. You're got it. Okay, sorry. If the Jets win, they cover. <laughs> yeah. No, I was. I was. Yeah, it's late. Sorry. That's almost a three touchdown spread. Yeah. That's. Wow. I'm. I'm gonna put money on that. By the way. Yep. Did the Jets That's cover? Insane. No. The chance. Jets cover. It's an Arrowhead. Okay, and there's no fans. The the Bills. The, the, the Chiefs love fans. 10. They were favored by ten, and the Jets. All of a sudden, fucking put up a bunch of points, or not a bunch of points, but they covered. And I'm going to put it up 19 and a half. I'm putting that. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're a bunch of points was 10. <laughs> but it covered. Uh, it did cover. It did cover. All right. So next game, I believe. <laughs> Wait, you didn't body. get the rest of our picks. <laughs> I'm kidding. I thought everyone picked the Chiefs. We all did. Okay. Yep. Bobby, the Los Angeles Rams five and two travel to very surprisingly three and three Miami Dolphins as Tua Tago Viola makes his first start. The Rams are favored by three and a half. That's a closer spread than I expected. Well, who made the schedule for the Rams? This is the fourth time they've traveled east in their first eight games. Half of their games have been on the East Coast. That's brutal. Rob Manfred. Um, <laughs> how was, awkward was he last night? Good Jojo job. the circus clown, the glue sniffer. Um, so. I feel like that's got to be um, the line. I'm excited to kind of peek in and see how Tua does in his first start. Same. I'm interested on Tua, but I, I think that Rams defense is legit. They look way, they look better, like you said, Tom, earlier. More like mm-hmm. uh, their Super Bowl run. Jared Goff yep. is easing, easing in. Um, they look yep. like they have a much better running back situation than when they were basically forced to run Todd Gurley two years ago, or whatever, however year, many years ago it was. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking the Rams. Sexy McVay, baby, give me McDreamy. Porter, what you got? 
Rams. Okay, Ian. Looks dreamy. That is Rams all the way around for us. Um, yeah, Miami looks good, and they're going to have two first round picks. The yeah. the Houston Texans pick. So they are. They could have like two be top pretty. five. Picks. They're going to be so good. Yeah, good for them. Um, this is upsetting, and I really wish this game was flexed. Um, my opinion, the game of the week. Let's see how good this team is. The undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Baltimore to play the five and one Ravens. The Ravens are favored by three and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. It's it's in Baltimore. Yeah. It's in Baltimore. Baltimore. All right. I I'm. It's my pick. I'm gonna trust it. Um, coming off their bye, they uh, Pittsburgh just squeaked by last week. It's in Baltimore. Uh, it's just. Uh, I'm waiting for a little, maybe a little bit of a correction to see who there really is a top dog in that division. Ian. Tom, you went Ravens? I did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going Baltimore, but I think Steelers end up winning the division. Okay. Yep. I'm going Baltimore. They're going to be wow. fucking rushing them all day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who decided to schedule all three playing NFC East teams in the primetime games this weekend, but they Good should be God. fired. Uh, and this game definitely should be flexed to the Sunday night game. Uh, we need more schedule Please. flexibility, especially during a pandemic. But I digest. Yep. Um, What'd you digest? Uh, a little bit of Taco Bell and some Chia pizza. Ooh, nice. And, and White Claws. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to echo Ian. I, Ravens, I think, win this one, but they meet again on Thanksgiving night. They're the night game on Thanksgiving in Pittsburgh, which will be exciting. I think the Steelers end up winning that game and they'll win the division. But I'm taking Ravens this weekend at home, especially coming off their bye, right? Yep, I did not expect that. All right, Bobby, next game. The 2-4 and four Los Angeles Chargers travel to the 2-4 and four Denver Broncos. The Chargers are favored by three. Justin Herbert looks unfreaking believable he is going to be a star in this league. Chargers got them got them a guy. He's on par with uh Pat Mahomes in his first handful of starts and the same amount of starts in terms of yardage wow. um which is unbelievable. Uh yeah. It's really fun to watch. Go Ducks, go Herbert Chargers baby. Okay. Porter. Also helps me have Keenan Allen to throw through but that too. Uh Chargers. Two. Broncos in Denver. Broncos. Yeah, in Denver. Chargers. Gonna be snowing. I'm going Chargers as well. Slippery, he say. The Chargers have also had some bad beats. I think they're gonna, you know, get on the right track here. Uh, next game, that next is song. me. Uh, the baby, Saints, baby. four and two Saints, travel to the five and two Chicago Bears. The Saints are favored by four. Um, I'm not sure which team is more fraudulent, the Saints or the Bears. Um, The Bears. I would say my guess would, yes, I would agree. It would be the Bears. So, therefore, I am going Saints. I'm going Saints, but it depends on whether Michael Thomas is available or not. Okay. Which is more fraudulent. Mm -hmm. I'm still going Saints. Porter? Yeah, Saints. I think it's going to be interesting at home for them, though. I think they're going to put up a good fight. But Breeze, if Breeze is on one, he's they're 
fucked. That's a big if, though. He hasn't looked like his normal self. Uh, but yeah, I'm in Chicago, 43 degrees. Who? This is tough. I kind of want to take fulls. Did you guys freeze? Can you guys hear me? Um, <laughs> all right, excuse us. This might be a technical difficulty on the Put Me In Coach podcast because our Zoom and it just crashed. All right, we'll give. We'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break and um, we'll continue with uh, the Put Me In Coach podcast and our pick. And we're back. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, lost internet connection real quick at the old Blanco household. Apparently, it's still on sale. Guys, can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. We are back. So we were... were huh? Did Megan have too many Rosie the Riveter tabs open up on her internet? She's actually using the cable, I believe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I love you so much. All right. <laughs> oh, Ian, <laughs> you missed it before. Quick story before we continue the picks, since we're out of pause anyways. <laughs> When we were waiting for you, Megan came downstairs and I was, and she was like, "Hi guys," and I was like, "It's just uh, uh, Tom and Porter." And she's like, "Oh, hi Tom Porter." I was like, "Do you want to come say hi?" And she was like, "No," <laughs> but she didn't know that they could hear her. <laughs> and and Tom was like, "No, fuck you, fuck you, how dare you?" And she was like, "Damn, Damn. it, <laughs> she got caught." Yeah, she did. Here we are, Healy. Yeah. Oh, how the turntables have. So, Bobby, we didn't hear your pick. You were frozen during your pick. Yeah, I realized I was talking to myself for like 15 seconds. (laughs) So that'll be fun. We were having fun. I was having fun. Um, All right. Long story short, I'm going. I I I kind of want to pick the Bears. Yeah, that defense. I'm actually going to pick the Bears. Okay. Good for you, Bobby. Yeah, you're on an island. All right. I haven't been on an island all season. I don't think. You know, it's. The thing is about the Saints is like they haven't played well. No, and they're they still really winning. Haven't. So when they do get right, which they have so much talent, I would imagine so, especially if Michael Thomas comes back. Um, they, I mean, they were, you know, just a few plays away from being in the Super Bowl. I feel like about three years in a row. So um, okay, there's an argument to be made that the Saints could be zero and six. Yeah. Except maybe that early, that week one Bucks game. They could have lost to the Lions, Chargers, and Panthers in each of the last three games if one thing goes the other way. Uh, so, yeah, there's not the Saints that we've known over the past couple of years. Definitely not. Um, okay. Second game of the week. The Sanford 4-3 and three, 49ers traveled to Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by three. That is Bobby. That's me. Yeah, I'm going to go... I, I I do not want to face Russell Wilson at home after a, a tough loss like they just suffered on Sunday night. I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, me too. I don't think the 49ers are quite back yet. They're definitely on their way up, but not to the Seahawks level. Ready? Yep. I don't know which box I am for you, but I'm pointing at you on my box. Russell. <laughs> yeah, you're pointing to Maddie. 
Nanny. So I'm going Seattle uh, as well. It's just uh, they were coming off of a frustrating loss. San Francisco's decimated by injuries. Going Seattle. Uh, in a the shit show of the week, the two and five Cowboys travel to Philly to play the two and four and one Eagles. The Eagles are favored by eight <laughs> on Sunday night football. The Eagles are favored by eight points. Eight? Eight. Really? Um, yep. Jesus. The, the second the second lowest over under in the week. Yeah. I um I'm going Eagles. Clearly they are in better shape than the Cowboys at this point. And Carson Wentz has looked really impressive over the past couple of weeks. Uh that game he had last Thursday against the Giants was really impressive. Um Ian, what say you? Unfortunately, I think the Eagles are our biggest rival to win this division, which is insane. Yeah. It, it's the Eagles. I got to go to the Eagles. Okay. Porter? What he said. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'm over here. You're over here for me. You pointed correctly to me. You're pointing right now to me on my screen. You're, really? da- you're yeah, down below I'm, me on my screen. On here, I'm pointing to your screen. Tom, Porter, Baby. 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 Um, I'm so comfortable. I'm so comfortable. Um, <laughs> we should podcast like this all the time. Um, yeah, uh, Eagles are definitely our, our biggest threat. Who knows how long Dalton's going to be able to even when he comes back. They still suck. Um, Carson Wentz has looked good, but don't forget, they should have lost that game to the Giants. Uh, he's looked good. That dart to win the game was an amazing throw. I'll give him credit. But yep. Eagles... Eagles crush the Cowboys this weekend. It's it's gonna be ugly. Ian, is it is it just me or do you kind of like want Carson Wentz to do well like every week just so we can tell Bobby like his take on Carson Wentz is weird? Is incorrect. I don't think yeah. it's that weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, have, do you guys have you guys listened? It's not that weird. People think that he's not that good. Yep, I know. I know. Weird. He is one of the most. He is this season. I don't know. After the Giants game, but this season he has been one of the least accurate quarterbacks, more so than Dwayne in the in the league. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But then every now and then then he shows like his MVP form like he showed last week. It's, it's And that's half my argument. We have this yeah. on this pedestal. He ha- we know he has a talent. He just doesn't show it all the time. If I was an mm-hmm. Eagles fan, I'd be very frustrated with him, but I'm not because I'm a good person. <laughs> 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 nice. That was good. All right. Um, Monday night football. The five and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to New York to play the Giants or New Jersey. Uh, the Bucks are favored by ten and a half. Just uh, run it all the way around. Yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Tampa looks pretty good, and now they have Antonio Brown. Yeah. Good God. And that's how I was gonna. Team. Remember that time I was going to ask you guys? Yeah. Thanks, bud. Remember that time I was going to ask you guys if Washington should sign Antonio Brown before they bench Wayne Haskins? Yeah, you should definitely go to the Bucks before you come here, buddy. Yeah, good idea. Oh, yeah, he was going to follow Brady. Yeah, but I don't know why they it, are. It was the right decision. Yeah, yep. no, but I don't know how him and Brady are such made. boys. He was in New England for I all think this, of 30 this decision seconds. decision was made fucking months ago. Yeah, probably. Nobody talked about it. Um, yeah, that's it for Pick'em. Uh, Bobby, how are we doing on time? Um, uh, I had to stop him. Uh, we're uh, my guess is we're either at or just below one ten. One ten. Okay. Um, and our over under to, by Megan was set at one fifty seven. 
I did want to go into the World Series a little bit. Con- solid, solid over them. Yeah. Um, congrats to the Dodgers. I, I was actually rooting for them. I think Dave Roberts is a good guy. I'd like to see Clayton Kershaw finally get his ring. He deserves it. Um, but, you know, it was an excellent World Series. Every game was really fun to watch. Um, it's hard not to root for a team like the Rays in which, you know, 28th highest payroll in baseball versus the Dodgers, which they're spending what $435 million this, this year alone. Um, you know, oh it was gosh. kind of like the tale of two Give teams yet. Yet each game was so close. Um, so I guess as far as on the field is concerned, my first question is for the second year in a row, Bobby Ian Porter, a manager makes a terrible, terrible decision by um, taking out their starter out of the game. And it instantly backfires. I, what is what was Kevin Cash doing? Gotta be honest with you guys, I didn't watch a single second of a single game of this what? entire any of it. They're called innings, Porter. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's still seconds. Um I yeah, mean time time's still a thing, isn't time, it? Yeah, time's a thing. There's just no yeah, clock. Got it. I'm, got it. I'm got it. Just just double check. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I you know, Tom, to answer your question, which is in my opinion wrong, what they were doing, even though Kevin Cash said after the game there was no script. They were following a script. They had uh, a plan laid out, and he won't admit it, which is fine. But that's the way the Rays do. They're you know they're one of the most analytical teams in all of baseball. They have it calculated to a T every single game how it's going to play out. And and you can't tell us it's not your script because you've done it not only in this World Series before, but throughout this entire postseason. This is they mm-hmm. we've. Seen him be criticized for pulling a starter too early throughout the entire playoffs. So you can't tell us it's not your script uh, or that you didn't have a plan. That was 100% your plan. Otherwise, why would you pull a starter who was carving up the best offense in baseball, two hits, nine strikeouts through five and a third on 75 pitches? Why in, in a must win game? Why in the world would you ever, ever pull him if not because you had a plan to do so, anyways? Um, we talked about it on the Masson podcast today. You know, if, if it's me, Script be damned. I am living and dying with Blake Snell on that line. If if they get yep. to Snell eventually, tip your cap. Good for you guys. But no yep. one on earth was hitting Blake Snell last night. I don't I just do not understand why you pulled him at that point. They pulled him at the what, the second hit on him in the second, second hit in the sixth in the sixth inning? Yeah, and then took out to have a reliever face, arguably the best player get in the league in Mookie Bats. Out of here. Yeah. Analytics be damned. You play Snell until his arm falls off. Yes. You're in the World Series. That's why that's why you have that plan. And you're pushing it to the you want to get to game seven. Yep. You play your best player until you get to where you need to be. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You know, and it, it, you're trying to find that perfect combination because I know analytics have such a huge role in baseball as it should because you're playing 162 games um so find that combination of feel with um you know analytics and yet they stuck to their script and it immediately backfired and you know had that reliever gotten Mookie Betts out maybe that narrative switches like oh my god credit to the Rays for playing how they play and that's why they're here to begin with and I get that but you know like Every single giant, I mean, Dodgers player was interviewed after the game. They're like, thank God he took him out. Um, yeah, and that's what we heard from the Nationals last year in Game 7 with Granke. It's like, thank God 
give me anybody but cranky. And last night mm-hmm. it was give me anybody but snow. Sometimes hitters just need to see something different because they're not seeing a particular mm-hmm. guy very well. And mm-hmm. and and like some just said, analytics be damned. Like I think the Nationals and something we talked about today too. And for anyone who read Jesse Doherty's book Buzzsaw, he describes this in great detail how the difference between the Nationals. Um, and the Astros last year were the Astros are very much like the Rays. They are numbers only. They see everything as a spreadsheet. They don't see players as players. Where the Nationals, they use analytics pretty well, but they also have the eye test. They always trust their eyes. Mike Rizzo mm-hmm. is still one of the few analytical GMs that employs in-person scouts um, and and trust their eye test on a guy. And that's how they picked up on a lot of stuff that got them through their World Series title last year. Mm-hmm. So if you're using any sort of eye test last night, you can tell Blake Snell is dealing. And, and just look back to last year. Could you imagine if Davey Martinez would have pulled Steven Strasburg in game oh six my God. in the fifth inning? Like you can't, you can't do that. I mean, it's just, you have to have that balance. Like someone said, you have to have, you trust the numbers, but enough. You're also a baseball guy. You've been around the yeah. league, the, the game for your entire life. You have to be able to notice when something special is happening like that and plan analytics, sabermetrics, numbers be damned. Leave mm-hmm. that for the nerds. Be a fucking baseball manager. And you know what? And again, if they beat Snell, they beat Snell. I'll live with that. But the fact that we'll never know and you cost your team a championship, that's what's going to rub that fan base the wrong way for, for years to come. Absolutely. And it's just what do you say if you're Blake Snell? Oh, I mean, he said it all with his face. He was pissed. Yeah, he was yeah. so mad in the, in the dugout. <laughs> I'd be furious. He even said, "I think Fox cameras caught him being like, oh, f- come the fuck on' or something like that' when he's getting yeah, pulled. I'm like, brain him. It's just, <laughs> and you know, I'm looking right now at this is something I should have looked at for my other podcast, but I'll do it right now. You know, oh. Blake Snell's numbers aren't terrible facing a batter or facing um, a lineup for right the third in. time. No, for the third time. Through the, so the whole oh. the whole uh, reasoning behind it was that Kevin Cash didn't want Snell facing the Dodgers lineup for a third time, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that's fair. That's the best lineup in baseball. But every once in a while, a guy's just on a heater. And you got to let it ride. And Blake Snell yeah. doesn't have terrible numbers as a starting pitcher the third time through the order. 247 batting average against, has given up less home runs on the second time through the order. I get that it's Mookie Betts, but... You know, I would trust. I, the other crazy thing is, he had faced the top three guys in that order twice already with six strikeouts. He struck them all out. <laughs> I, I just, I, I like. Where are the analytics on that? Yeah. Where are they? You got, you got to ride with that guy. I mean, you have to have a game plan. I think Dave Martinez did a great job of this last year. Yes, of course, you want to have a game plan, and ideally you stick to it. But you also have to be able to know when you have to kind of abandon ship or or have some no leeway. to hold them. And adjust. Make no in, when to fold. <laughs> make in-game adjustments, which is a weird mm-hmm. phrase in this town. But, you know, I just – it's it was really unbelievable. And, again, it wasn't the first time that we saw Kevin Cash do this this postseason. Um, yep. And so, you know – Whatever. It's, man. Uh, and then after the game, it we realized we learned why Justin Turner was removed in the eighth inning because he tested positive for uh, COVID. And then so I was like, oh, that sucks for him. Like, 
I would be freaking out if I'm his teammates, coaching staff, uh, you know, what have you. And I would just be like, I would be, he, I think he broke a Dodgers home run record for playoffs in a, uh, throughout, I think he had 12 home runs in this playoffs. And anyway, so I thought, oh, he just had to quarantine and celebrate by himself in a room somewhere. And then I'm looking and he's celebrating with his teammates. And sometimes even with his mask off. Bobby's audio is. Yeah, but I'm trying to readjust. Lie on my left side this time. Got it. Um, but yeah, it was just. Right, you know, I'm, not sure if you were watch, I'm not sure if you were watching last night, but you know, Justin Turner was out there and just. You know, this was baseball's biggest nightmare was something like this moving forward. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, we could talk about Kevin Cash, oh, Cash's yeah. decision. But, I mean, if something like this becomes like a super spreader event or like, good God. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to. Nipples. This is my version of the. I mean, like, how, how are you going to keep him off the field, though? You know what I mean? No, Porter. That's a good question. Like, what, like, there what was, do you, like, what do you? I, I get it. I completely get it. One hundred percent. It's the fucking World Series, and they won. But yeah, Porter, there I, was. I don't, I don't give a fuck. There was an MLB employee no. whose job was to keep him off the field. He yeah. was supposed to be self isolating, and they, he just ignored them, which I get. But at some point, you have to do your fucking job and be like, no, you cannot go on the field. You tested positive. Yeah, I I, I understand. I would have punched that dude in the face. I understand. <laughs> been on the field with my with my guys. I mean, Brian Roberts yeah, is a cancer pretty- survivor. Their owner, Magic Johnson, part owner, is HIV. Like, there are people there that are major health risks. And, yeah, no, um, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Like I, I tweeted last night, I was like, the Dodgers are literally riding or dying with Justin Turner right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent agree and understand. I- the flip side of that is. It's like, I mean, I, I could imagine, imagine being that guy like at the tunnel, like, <laughs> stop. That's your job, nope. though. Do your you job. You can't do it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't but Porter, know. imagine if you're that guy. You will tackle him, right? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. If it was your job, yeah. stop him. You well, would yeah, tackle him. I'm, I'm good at what I do when I'm told to do something. I got I got to the ball. <laughs> I guess I, I understand. Nice. I understand Just Justin's. Killing with these. With these fucking quotes, reference out, your references are sick time. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> I understand Justin Turner's desire to be on the field and celebrate with his teammates. Of yeah. his first, once a, in a lifetime opportunity. He's I a can. veteran. Absolutely. He, you know, his first championship. I, I guess I. I mean, I. I think it's dumb. I think it's very selfish and nearsighted what he did. But I. I, I think I take more issue with MLB not doing its job, being like, no, mm-hmm. you test the positive, you don't get to celebrate. Send him back to the hotel or keep him in the locker room or something. You know, he he shouldn't have been allowed to just walk out on the field like that. And and someone didn't do their job. So, and and Manfred was just a fucking disaster handing over the trophies and handing over the MVP award. He just so out of his element. He was like sweating bullets. Um, Yeah, it was. um, Do we know what kind of test they took that proved he was positive? So there is there is a high margin of error in some of those tests and getting false positives. I'm wondering how many tests they actually did. I'm not, not excusing it. I can understand it. I get it 100%. You know, so his, with the numbers on the page should not have been on the field, but his Monday it, test, they, they received the result in the second inning and it was inconclusive. So they uh-huh. expediated his 
Tuesday test to figure out what it was or figure out what that turned out, and it was positive. So he had so, yeah. an inconclusive test and a positive test in back-to-back tests. No third? Well, they tested everyone that night or I guess this morning um, per the protocol, per the bubble protocol. So they were both teams were allowed to travel back to their home cities this afternoon. So they got that clearance, but I don't know if we've got immediate results on Wednesday's test after the game. But that just, said, I just, love him as our as a Nats starting third baseman next season. Yeah, sorry, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, it was just I, I feel like baseball's biggest fear just came through on their biggest stage, literally minutes after the Dodgers won their first World Series in 32 years. They were this close to getting off scot free. This close. Yeah, yeah. Halfway. And they, Bobby's and they biggest fear just came through. <laughs> um. All right. So. Order. Yo. Time to shine. I unfortunately don't have anything new that I've watched. I've been binging a lot of stuff that I've seen before just because there hasn't been too much. Been really disappointed with Netflix recently um, and what's been coming out there. However, I uh, did not uh, see that there's a new show called Barbarians, which yeah. uh, I'm actually going to see after this. I'm going to go downstairs and, and watch the first episode of, which is a. Um, uh, action drama TV series of the fight between uh, the Romans and the barbarians of Gaul. Um, I believe Gaul. It's very much a Porter show. Yeah. I'm excited about it. it. It looks, the trailer looked insane. I was like, Holy shit. When the fuck did this come out? And apparently it was a couple days ago. So um, I've been watching a lot of Hulu recently. I've been off Netflix. So that might've been the reason why, but um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Bob's burgers. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, the good shepherd. I watched that on Netflix the other day. Great Robert De, or Robert De Niro show uh, movie that yeah. he directed with, with uh, uh, the, how the CIA how the CIA started, right? Yes, yes, it's a very with good movie. Matt Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. yeah, very good movie. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see that. Anybody else got stuff they've seen that they'd recommend? Anybody see Borat yet? No, I have not. I have no desire to see that. I've heard it was good though. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll wait till no, it comes out and it's available for free. Good. Um, I, I'm excited for Mandalorian. I think that comes out. Hell yeah. Friday. Yes. Friday. For that. This Very is the way. Do we know it's going to be bingeable or are they going to do this bullshit that fucking one by one? Did? So I, I have a question Pretty for sure you guys because, um, uh, Danny brought this up on the radio this week and there are rumors or some, some kind of hint that Boba Fett might make an appearance in this yep. season. That's that. That's true. I, that's. I mean, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but that's interesting. The rumors. Boba Fett. How excited? How excited on the scale of one to ten would you be? Yeah. I would, how though? How? Because it ha- This is supposed to be young Yoda, right? Like this isn't. No, like no, no, a, no, 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 no. This is, it's not young Yoda. No, no, no. This this is taking place between uh, Revenge of the Sith and uh, New Hope. Got it. Got it. Now maybe this Boba Fett thing is just a rumor, but that's what. Danny brought up on the radio during his uh, something. What, what I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless. A double play. What's happening in your life that's sports related? I'm really excited for uh, what was it, uh, Bobby? It's eluding me. I apologize, but the black lightsaber being re- uh, shown at the last scene of the last episode. Yeah. Who's the guy that wields the black lightsaber? He's fucking crazy, um, dude. Oh, hold on. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. 
I'm excited to see where that storyline goes because I had no idea what the hell that was. And then I researched it. I was like, oh, I want to see this. Um, I believe he was like a former Mandalorian or something like that. Or he had like killed yeah. a shit ton of Mandalorians or something. Or I don't know. Yeah, he was the he's, first he's Mandalorian new... ever. He was the first Mandalorian to become a Jedi. Yeah. Um, so we're going to potentially see, well, probably see the con- like convergence of the Mandalorians and then the Jedi Order um, this season. Yeah. Because uh, What's-Her-Face from uh, Clone Wars is also supposed to make an appearance. Um, oh, boy. Who's the... The little one? No, the the one... From with, the TV show? A- yeah, Anakin's Padawan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Asa, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, um, God, I can never... Asaya? Yeah. Akaya? Something like that. Uh, Ashoka. That's it. Yeah, Ashoka Tano. Um, I need to watch that too. I, I really know. like the show. I can't. I like if I binge it, I I like like fall asleep. The Mandalorian. No, 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 no. Oh, Clone the Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, I, I've heard only amazing things, and I've watched like it is first. Half. It is really amazing. Yeah, but I like watch like six episodes of it, and I, I like same. I immediately lose like, and I start falling asleep. Yeah, same. I need to just commit, and I don't know why I didn't do it during COVID, but I need to find a day. Uh, well, lucky for you. Pandemic's still going on, but yeah, lucky for me, I'm not going into work. People are still dying. I'm not going into work the next couple of days, so maybe that's when I. I also got the like. I want to rewatch like the last like three episodes of season one before season two comes out. I do. Are we going to see more of um, Gus from Breaking Bad? Because I know he's supposed to be a penultimate villain, but he wasn't featured a lot in season one. Oh, he's he's definitely going to be a big part. Oh, the. He's also the guy from The Boys. I love when he's te- yes. when he stepped out of that fucking uh, Imperial um, starship, whatever oh, yeah. it was. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, and he just walks out and he's immediately same character of Gus, same cocky yeah. fucking way. You're all going to die, and I'm going to smile <laughs> while it's happening, and I'm going to be he, smug about it the entire time. Giancarlo been, Esposito. He has been typecasted, and he's very good at he's what he's very good at. It. He's very good. Yes. He is he Tom. He is like the main villain. Um, okay. So, and what what's his name again in, in it? He is Moff Gideon. Got it. And is there an Gideon. is there a uh, or Gideon. history of him too? My old point man was named Gideon. That's funny. Um, he is. Um, I think at this time he's just a uh like an empire. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant or Stooge. Yeah. Stooge. Um, he leads a remnant of the fallen galactic empire and is attempting to capture the young alien creature known as the child who is being protected by the. T- so he's just okay. a leader of like stormtroopers, pretty much. Of bad guys. Yeah. Bad guys. I'm the bad guy. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for the Mandalorian. Got to rewatch a couple episodes before season two premieres on Friday. And Porter, to answer your question, they are going week by week. Looks like. Damn it. So chapter are nine, they release, they're not releasing like a bunch in the beginning. Uh, chapter they're nine. The ones on, who started the week by week. Yeah. 
chapter nine on um, Friday, and then the next one, chapter ten, is the sixth, thirteenth, twentieth. Yeah, so and eight episodes a season. Looks like all but two were written by John Favreau, which is great news. And nice. John Favreau Whoa. also directed the season premiere, so nice. They're cool. you know they're going to be fantastic. Nice. Still thirty uh, minutes long. God, mm. darn it. Okay, so this was fun. Yeah, I think we hail. Yeah. Oh, Rosario hail. Dawson is Ashoka Tano. Yeah. Ooh. Also, okay, so Boba oh, Fett's going to be because he there's an actor credited as playing him, so there will be Boba Fett. Looks like. Oh and boy. Who's this guy? Better not fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Big helmet to fill. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I dropped my magnums for my monster dong. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that from? That is always sunny. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, the Dennis, Dennis yeah. Method episode. <laughs> okay, so also I need to correct myself, so, so I'm sorry. Um, the Mandalorian takes place six years or five years after Return of the Jedi. So my timing was off. Mandalorian follows a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. He is hired to retrieve the child and chooses to go on a run to protect the infant. Yep. So, yeah, the the Empire has fallen, and the galaxy is just a fucking West, old wild west. Hell yes. Um, Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, Sorry about the uh, little break in between, but thanks to our new roadcaster. It was no problem to uh, put back together and uh, have this podcast ready for you. Um, Hail, even though it is a bye week for the Washington football team, um, hopefully the Eagles and Cowboys figure out out a way to tie on – Actually, no, because that puts the Eagles even further in first place. Um, yeah, no more ties. Yeah, ties should never happen in football. Let us all remember that. Oh, we didn't talk any Maryland football, but they're also a hot start. Not, not something we'd like to talk about. Um, I am a turp. But they have a oh, homecoming yes. game on Friday against Minnesota. Uh, the Cavaliers. Also, what? Yep. Cavaliers. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. Quick I'm shout sorry. out to a uh, friend of the program, Chick Hernandez, who will be hosting a pregame show for the oh. University of Maryland on Friday. I believe that starts at 5 or 6 630. Uh, I think you can catch that on the UM Terps website and umterps.com and across their social media channels, which will be live with Rob Carlin, not a friend of the program, but a familiar face in this. Uh, uh, area, both UMD grads, so they will be c- handling pre-pre-game coverage for the University of Maryland before their game on Friday night. Be sure to get the Put Me In Coach podcast on, uh, a follow on all the all, all platforms where you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, spread the word, all that good stuff. We really appreciate everyone who tunes in. 
um, and and gives us their feedback and also tells their friends to give us uh, a listen and, and check us out. We really appreciate everyone who helps spread the word. At Tom underscore Natalia on Twitter for Tommaso, at Ian underscore Foster 21 for Ian, at was right about the Mandalorian for Gregory, and I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. Give us a follow as well. Tweet us. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Red Zone and a Washington football football team free weekend. For Tom Porter and Ian, I am Bobby. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. My watch is ended. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast. Squeeze!